everyone, this is Jeanette. I just wanted to introduce this next episode because it's a little unusual for us. It's just Franny and I tossing around some questions and having a fun, lighthearted conversation about music, embarrassments, bad audition stories, pieces that we'd want to change, rock modern off, X-Men, Diet Coke, and uh, a whole bunch of other things. So I hope you enjoy. Oh, also... Just uh, a little warning, you'll hear about nine minutes in, there's a noise that comes on. We were recording this at Garth Newell and there's unfortunately a HVAC system that turns on every once in a while. So sorry about that. So many wrong notes! Hello. Hello, everybody. It's your best creepy hello. My best creepy hello. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So this is another stupid episode of So Many Wrong Notes. Thanks One could listening. argue they're all stupid episodes. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So we thought we would start today by asking each other some stupid questions. Lightning question round. Okay, five questions. Five? I thought, okay, whatever. Oh, three? Four. And we're staring face-to-face, so it'll be even more unnerving. Exactly right, because I'm still in Virginia, and we're still recording face-to-face. Funny story, I just crashed into Franny's car this morning. (laughs) She did. (laughs) Yeah. It was just a force of habit of stupidity and not paying attention. Yeah. So there's a big dent in my car, there's also a big dent in Jeanette's car. And a crack. And a crack. Which we could read metaphorically into... If you crash into anybody's business, you get hurt more in the long run. That's true. Is it? I don't know. I just made that up. I just, I, th- I think it sounds very profound though. So. It's just, we're just confirming the stereotype that Asians are bad drivers. <laughs> oh well. Okay. So Jeanette. Yes. What was the worst audition experience you've ever had? Oh, there's so many to choose from. Probably Yale. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Um. So... I wouldn't play it, and then afterwards they ask you to sight read, which is fine. But then if you get through the sight reading round, they ask you to play anything from... Well, I didn't know this, but they asked me to play anything from a Beethoven symphony. They just like, play any Beethoven symphony on the piano. Uh-huh. And uh, Like, how much of it? Just anything. Oh. It was just like one of those open-ended things that I wasn't expecting, uh-huh. and so I froze. Okay. Just, I don't know, like, I just am um, not used to just bringing up something and so nothing came to mind even yeah. though i know the Beethoven symphonies we all do <laughs> exactly it just my my mind it was the first time i experienced my mind going on complete blank uh-huh. like just it wasn't working anymore <laughs> and so after i kind of stared dumbly at the piano um they decided to ask okay fine can you play anything any schubert song and i have not played many schubert songs mm-hmm. And again, brain freeze. And so I just started making up something with an Alberti bass. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I was just like, it could, the, the odds that this is the Schubert song is high. Yeah. Right? And the thing that really was sad was Frankel's looking at me with such expectant hope. Who is like, this person? The, Peter Frankel. Uh-huh. was was um, professor at Yale as yeah. well. And he, he was the one I was going to study with. And then... Um, he just had such a good-hearted look on his face, like such hope that I would get to an eventual tune that was recognizable. Uh-huh. And it was just such disappointment. 
yeah. that I wasn't getting there. <laughs> I just felt so crushed and horrible. And then afterwards, um, I remember my dad had taken me there because I didn't have a car. And he had very high hopes for me to get into Yale because, you know, Ivy Leagues mean a lot to Asian mm-hmm. parents. So the first thing I said to him was, don't talk to me about Yale. I oh. didn't get in. And I was just extremely upset, didn't say a word on the ride back. So, yeah, that was probably my worst. Wow. Yeah. But it has a happy ending, though, doesn't it? It had a very unexpected ending, as in that night, um, I got an email from Boris Berman saying I got in, which was, you know, have you ever experienced, like, such good news that was so undeserved in your mind, right? Yeah. Like, I was just like, it makes it so much more like, oh, what a piece of luck that yeah. would never have happened. Also, you could also argue that like having good things happen because of what you perceive as luck means that you'll never feel like you deserve anything. Yeah. But that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother. Yeah. That's, we're getting too serious. <laughs> I'm impressed that they emailed you the same day. Yeah. I, I think they... you would have to like wait. Yeah, I guess it's different for every place. Yeah, I guess. And I don't know if that's like that means anything or not. I think maybe they just maybe they notify quickly. I have yeah. no idea. Okay. Well, are we gonna ask the same question back? We, we or... you can do whatever you want. Okay. Well, let's start with this one. Let's say you are part of a symphony, you know, like the pianist, okay. the symphony artist, harpsichord, and you all got captured by an evil, crazy man. Uh huh. And he grants you specifically the right to pick the first member to be shot. Which instrument would you start with? Wow. And I <laughs> I have to choose one? You're given the right to choose the person to be shot first. Person to be shot first. Yeah. And, you know, the chances of you guys getting rescued get higher the more you go. So this is the person who's going to definitely die. One person has to die? Yeah. They're going to start. Yeah. I don't know. It's an evil, crazy man. I'm not going to explain their logic. And I have to choose that person. Yeah, you're given the right. I mean, can that person be me? Because I don't want to shoot anybody else. Oh, that's such a indicative I mean, answer. I don't really want to you be shot. Be, <laughs> yeah. But I also don't want to shoot anybody else. Do you think you're non-essential for the part of symphony? Well, no, but... <laughs> I think there's a lot more in this situation. This involved. trumps that. Yes. Okay. There's a lot more involved than, but you know what? I'm mm-hmm. not in that situation, and I bet you I can give this answer. You know that you say is indicative now, but yeah. if I'm in the situation, I might go just shoot that bitch. <laughs> yeah, likely your survival instincts yeah. will kick in and be like, "No, I want to live. I yeah. really want to live." But if it's just a hypothetical, then you can answer as a good person. Exactly right. Okay. But really, I'm a shitty person. I don't know about that. <laughs> when it's a life and death situation, I think, I think, uh, I think in an apocalypse we all see our true colors. I I definitely agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love before you get ready to ask a question, your eyelids always flutter. Off I do. Yours, they so. do. I know because I'm like, you ready? You yeah, ready? yeah, Here I'm ready. What is something? Let's say. Artistically or musically. That you really, really like, but you're ashamed that you like it. Oh. That's, that's I think, a fair amount. Because I love high cholesterol music. Um, what is that? Like, 
Drop Marinov. Things uh-huh. that feel good to play. I love Greek piano concerto cadenza. Uh-huh. That was my favorite cadenza for a long time. I love the Rachmaninoff first piano concerto cadenza. It's like such an epic over-the-top yeah. cadenza. But, you know, I am sometimes... I sometimes feel like these things, these pieces or these excerpts yeah. are considered like um, hedonistic. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, your masturbatory uh-huh. kind of performances, you know, because <laughs> you're really just taking pleasure in the grandiosity yeah. of the piano and, and yourself as a soloist. And it really, it, it, yeah, I can be ashamed of that. I, I Are feel you really shy ashamed about of that. it? I don't think I ever am really ashamed of yeah. it. <laughs> I think like there's a conception though that I am wary of. Like when uh-huh. you're around a lot of people who are into the esoteric or yeah. into the very scholarly, um, I I am aware that I can be seen as just a dumb pianist who really likes these kind of things. <laughs> I don't know. It's I indulgent, know. and yeah, I, I think guess. that's the thing that I'm aw- I'm worried about. I mean, I was hoping you would say, like, I love Barney the Dinosaur songs. Or... I don't even know Barney the Dinosaur yeah, songs. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, you know what? I used to think, I used to be kind of ashamed of really liking Muse. And I then know. I was like, you know, Muse is legit. Why should I be ashamed of that? Yeah. It's very, like, dramatic and feels great. Nine Inch Nails I love. I don't know. I guess I'm past the point of feeling that ashamed yeah, about what I like. I know, me too, yeah. actually. Like what you like, people. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. So, if you could rewrite any piece, which one would it be and how would you make it better? If I could rewrite any piece. Jeez. Should I narrow it down to, to keyboard music? Sure. Okay, let's narrow it down to keyboard music. Okay. Ones that you have played, I guess. Yeah. Whew. This is a very hard question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to answer it. Yeah. If I could rewrite any piece. Um, if I could rewrite any piece. Well, this is kind of odd question to ask a harpsichordist, I think. One. Because oh, because it's so we, free. Yeah, we yeah. can, you know, add a lot of things. Should I just go with your knowledge of piano music then? But if we're talking piano music, yeah, we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to get a lot of hate mail for this answer. Um, Bring it on! Yeah, <laughs> I would rewrite pretty much everything Rachmaninoff ever wrote and make it hmm. interesting. Because I really <laughs> don't like Oh, yeah, you, you have a thing against your phone. I mean, they're like the variations on Paganini. Mm-hmm. Great piece. I yeah. love it. And uh, some of his smaller pieces, great pieces. His, his, you know, etudes and whatnot. Yeah. Great pieces. But the but the longer pieces, piano sonata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the concerti. The fourth concerto. Fourth concerto. Mm. So... Yeah, that would be my answer. <laughs> so, would you make it succinct, is what you're saying, or would you just make sure that it doesn't kind of go on and on without much development? I think, uh, I think a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what quality it is about Rachmaninoff that I don't like. Because yeah. I can appreciate length, and I can appreciate, you know, yeah, little development, right? But I think it also can lie in the performance. Right? That's true too. I mean, um, like for example, Rachmaninoff cello sonata. Yeah. 
there's a lot of performances where that development of the first movement doesn't make that much sense mm -hmm. because it's written in a way in which you can kind of keep it at a certain dynamic mm -hmm. art. I mean, I think Rachmaninoff very clearly knew his structure. Yeah. He, because he's been quoted many times as saying it doesn't that performance needed a point. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because he comes from the perspective of a performer. Yeah. And he was first and foremost a, a, a fabulous performer. That's true. And so I think he put a lot on the performer to execute what he meant. Maybe he trusted them more than a lot of Maybe. composers. Um, but we'll probably get a lot of hate mail for that. I love Rachmaninoff, so that should cancel your hate out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. If you couldn't play piano, what other instrument would you play? Oh, that's very similar to a question I considered asking you. Yeah. Yeah. If I couldn't play piano, um, you know, as a pianist, I've always had string envy. Um, mm -hmm. And I've always had, like, just envy of being able to grow on a note, being yeah. able to sustain a line and really blossom. Um, I would love to actually be a singer. If I could be a singer, that would be amazing. That was my answer, too, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. I definitely have singing envy. Yeah. I think it's just, like, the naturalness of it. And, and yeah. just the soulfulness of it because it's, it's inside you yeah. yeah yeah and i think as a pianist i'm always wishing for that always trying to strive for that mm -hmm. and uh yeah not always succeeding not always plus they get a lot of attention too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well i wouldn't want to yeah, that I know. but yeah so we're both frustrated singers is what you're saying yeah uh, yeah i have never been able to sing I'm pretty bad at it. They, what was the comment my choir director once told me when I was in high school is, you sing like a pianist. And it was very pejorative, and I was just like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean, <laughs> you sing like a pianist? And I, I've asked several people, and they were like, oh, it probably means you're soft. I'm like, what? Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's unfair sometimes. Like, singing is like, it's a muscle. You have to keep doing it in order yeah. to get better, right? And if you don't do it for a while or you're right. just starting, it's not things aren't going to work. Yeah. And I think people need to realize that sometimes. I mean, I can't control it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you, you'll learn how to control it if yeah. you do it more. I don't know. I, I've been teaching oral skills all semester, and I've had some... You oral know, people, skills. You know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> in church, oral Oral. Instead of oral. Anyway, actually, I was telling one of my non-musician friends. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah, I got this job teaching theory and oral skills. <laughs> there's this silence, <laughs> and I'm like, why is he like not responding? And I'm like, oh no, not that kind of oral skills. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know how to react. Yeah, he was he like, didn't... oh. But I did tell them to practice going down more often than that. <laughs> Meaning singing things downwards, like intervals, mm -hmm. are harder than singing mm -hmm. them up. But it came out as you need to practice going down more often. Try anyway. it every night. <laughs> Daily practice. <laughs> Daily practice is the only way. So, how do you want people to perceive you? Wait, is it your turn? I think so. Yeah, it is. I just wanted to move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pancakes or French toast? Pancakes, hands down. You have to explain why. Because pancakes, hands down. No. 
Well, that's not an explanation. <laughs> first of all, French toast is just wet bread. That it's you, just custard bread. I know. It's egg bread. It's egg bread. But I don't know. I, f- I think it's more fun to make pancakes. I think that's why. What makes it more fun? The fact that it's less labor intensive? Well, first of all, I think French toast is much less labor oh, really? intensive. All you do is get some stale bread and soak it, and then you fry it. Yeah. I, I like... I feel like that's a two-step process, whereas pancakes, you make the batter and then you fry it. Yeah, but how are you making... Are you making the batter from scratch? Which is what? Flour, baking Flour, soda, baking, baking powder, soda, yeah. salt, sugar, Probably buttermilk, sugar. yeah. That's it. You that's ate. it. And then you mix it up, and then it's more fun. Rather than... T- yeah, you know what I do is I take Hungry Jack, buttermilk pancake mix, and I put water in it, and that's it. Yeah, see? That's not what I do with pancakes. <laughs> Comes out great every time. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know how I'm going to answer your question? Ask, ask your question again. Pancakes or French toast? Waffles. <laughs> you are horrible. Why? Just, you have two options, and you have to justify one option. I did, you, and then you were not buying it, so I went with, with the third option. Justifying an option is not repeating the option and saying, duh. I did not do that. <laughs> I explained to you why I like to I like to make pancakes from scratch. It's more fun. It's like more like hands-on. And, and French toast just feels like repurposed leftovers. Yeah. That's an explanation. Okay, fine. That is, that's what I was trying to say. Acceptable. Okay. <laughs> but still, yeah. waffles. I will say I have eaten more pancakes than French toast. Because mm. French toast depends on the right kind of bread, too. That's true. Yeah, there are more factors, I think, that could screw it up. Yeah, and there's also more... There's more There's more nuance to making French toast than I gave yeah. it credit for. Here's another um, addendum. Do you always use maple syrup? And do you like... Do you like to soak it through, or do you like just a little bit? I use maple syrup, mm-hmm. um, but I'm a constant, like, You re-dribble. Yeah. So, like, when you, because, like, uh, when I finish the top part of the pancake that has the maple syrup, I'll re-put it on for the bottom yeah. part. Well, yeah. do you, when you have a stack of pancakes, do you eat one pancake at a time, or the whole, like, I definitely eat one at a time. Okay. See. I'm not a stacker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I used to be a one person, one pancake at a time kind of guy. Now you're a stacker? Now I've... That's just like a cake, though. I know, but it's like, I don't know. It's fun. It's too big of a mouthful for me. Well. You know, you know me and my mouthfuls. So, so you know, like, Teresa, we, here we always have a maple festival. And yeah. We always go to, um... It's like they make these awesome buckwheat pancakes, uh-huh. and then you have this awesome maple syrup uh-huh. that they actually like get from the trees directly. Yeah. And she doesn't like sweet things, so what she'll do is she'll put a little puddle of maple syrup on the side, mm. and then she'll dip the pancake in there in little quarters. Like nice. She doesn't want too much. But I like it soaked through, because otherwise the texture gets too dry. Yeah. yeah. It can be a little dry. I don't know. Mm. We there's uh, we all have our own ways of eating pancakes. I guess so. Butter? Do you put butter in it? Actually, no. Yeah, I don't either. No. She does then. Oh, well, I mean that's yeah. okay. Butter is great. I know. I don't know why I don't put butter in mine. I never have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I actually, can you explain to me why you like diet soda? It has zero calories. That's the only reason why. Why waste your calories on on soda? Because 
I've only drunk diet, so I don't have a reference of what it could taste like. So to me, this tastes fine because it satisfies my thirst and it's more interesting than water. I don't have real soda to see how this falls short. I feel like we need to get you to at least take a sip of real soda. I'm not mean, diet shit. You're talking to somebody who has a phobia over drinking calories. I know. And I just won't do it. I might take a tiny sip, but I, I wouldn't really care that much. I guess not. Yeah. Because this is know. a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, but if it's a guilty pleasure, I feel like it should, like, actually be pleasurable. It is to me. Uh, well, yeah. It, it <laughs> is to you. All I'm saying is that you're wrong. You know, also, I'm not wrong because my pleasure is in the fact that at the end of the day, I haven't consumed over a thousand calories in soda. Except for the fact that... that I'm sure there's a tons of other shit in there. There's other shit in there, yes. Everyone kind of says, all right, well, fake sugar, chemicals, blah, 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 is worse for you in the long run. Mm. But if I'm looking short-term, and I am a short-term looker in many ways, yeah, calories in, calories out. Like, there's just, like, a undisputable, it has zero calories. Okay. And I don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? I guess. Maybe you don't quite get I don't. some dialogic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> because why not? I don't know. If you're because so worried about calories, why not just not drink soda, period? I'm addicted to the fizz. Yeah. I mean, I would just drink Soda Stream. Yeah. If that was why not? pure. But this is portable. You could buy a Soda Stream for the office. I could. Yeah. But I'm not going to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have one at home. <laughs> like... Yeah, but you're not drinking it when you're here, so... And you're quite often at, at the office, aren't you? You're imposing a quandary on me that I don't have. As in, you have a problem with diet drinks, and I don't. Yes. Yeah. So, if I were you, I would do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's I believe you were about to ask a question. That was my question. I said, fuck the other question. This oh, really? That was my question. Okay, do I owe this you is, one I more? think this is your last question, yeah. All right. If you... Uh, I have two. I think I'll just ask you two and you pick one to answer. Okay. Because one is, if you could invent a musical instrument, what would it be? And the second one is, what was the last piece, movie, or book that made you cry? One is easier to answer, I uh, think. Yeah. Ooh. 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 The last thing, book, mu- music, movie, that made me cry. The last thing, music, book, thing. Was Logan. Commercial. Oh, I want to see that really bad. That was a very good movie. The, the, the X-Men movie. Yeah. And it did make me cry. Yeah, I'm sure it would too. Yeah. For me. Because like, X-23 actually was... I was obsessed with X-23, the, the little girl. Uh-huh. Um, and in the comic book version, it's a little different, I think. Yeah. But um, she was my first Rosetta poster that I drew. Uh-huh. Just, you know, just because the fact that, you know, it's a yeah. female Wolverine. And yeah. it's just like, well, this is how I'm going to treat the piano, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, it's great. You saw it in theaters? I saw it in the theaters, yeah. Okay. We're probably going to have to watch it on the laptop. Yeah. yeah. But... It's worth it. It's worth a watch. And I think it's uh, the last Wolverine. It's, well, really. it's the last Wolverine with, uh, what's his face? Hugh Jackman? Yeah. They'll pro- I mean, X-Men is too much of a franchise for them to just stop making X-Men movies. But. Yeah, and I think they're going into the new generation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
which is it was so many I can't keep track of like there's so many different yeah yeah well that was the end of our question round episode and tune in next week for our episode on practicing and check us out on so many wrong notes.com or on iTunes and Google Play and come visit us on our Facebook page our Twitter and our Instagram